Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the Devs Like Us podcast show. Today, we have some hot developer news, including Google and Facebook, and how they're changing some of their news services upcoming in Australia. And we don't know, uh, we'll see if they're coming into other countries soon. Then we'll also be discussing uh, semiconductors. <laughs> we'll also be discussing semiconductors and some changes in production within the states and how that will affect uh, the CPU space. And then we'll also we'll discuss Spotify and their new changes to uh, telework or work from home. And then our main topic will also be working from home. So stay tuned. Crew, what's going on? How's everybody doing? Doing well. Doing. Another week down. Yes, yes. Glad that the weekend is here. Has anybody uh, started charging for their tweets yet? Did you all hear about those uh, those super what's it super followers? Yeah, the super followers. No, I haven't. I haven't started charging. I don't. I don't think I'm that big time yet. You know, every once yeah. in a while I get my moments, but I don't think I'm you know that big in the game to where I'm just you know out here. All right, um, I need you four dollars. You can access this exclusive set of tweets. You know, exactly. four dollars a month. That's all I need from you. Um, I need to go check I if I even tweeted this week. oh man it's all good it's all good all right jb you have a news you're gonna do the news for us this week yeah let's go ahead and roll into the news for this week um we're gonna start this one off with um as terrence alluded to the um facebook and australia um news coverage um post where australia has started the process of well, had started the process of this new legislation that would make Google and Facebook uh, pay the news publishers for their content, just because of the fact that Facebook and Google kind of, with the way that their links are set up, they kind of attach themselves to the links, so it doesn't really go, those news publishers don't get the traffic that they want. And so... um, Google tried to play a little hardball at first, and you know um, they eventually gave in and uh, struck a deal uh, with some companies that they would, you know, pay out for this. Uh, Facebook, on the other hand, they tried to play even harder ball, where they decided, you know what, let me show you what it looks like if Facebook doesn't do news. So they like cut news out completely from their uh, Facebook. Um, Australia area and then overall Facebook they weren't allowing people in other countries to post Australian news articles um, and so yeah it was it was pretty bad and then um, with them doing the blanket whatever code augmentation they did it actually broke a few things so Facebook had to go back and fix those things and um, then eventually they came to um, a deal with, um, they pretty much made the same or similar deal to what Google did. Um, and so, you know, now they're like, all right, we'll pay, but we don't really like it. And Facebook did come to that after some changes were made to the legislation of like, how do you deem who do you deem is the owner and how they get paid and who should get paid and things like that. Um, so yeah, that one was pretty interesting to me. What you guys think about that? I love it, JB. There's so many great nuggets there. So the first nugget is, okay, we all know that 
technology tends to be ahead of policy with mm-hmm. uh, within and it's kind of similar within like the tech being ahead of the securing of that of the technology is the same thing to me in my eyes with the policy the tech is always ahead of the policy and so once we realize once uh, users of the, uh, are starting to realize like hey we're not getting paid for this like we love the fact that our stuff is being used but we need to get paid <laughs> these like exactly. gathering these resources are not free and then the second nugget that i love too is that <laughs> things did not work so they i guess they got some form of uh government mandate or say hey you need we need they needed to make changes so they tried to make these changes on the fly and then things were broken have any of you yeah. all ever been from a developer standpoint where like management just said, hey, we need to do this and it needs to be done yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Uh, where it's just like, all right, well, you you want me to make this huge change by in three days? All right, we'll, we'll do what we can. And then, of course, it gets out there and it's like, look, you asked for done. You didn't ask for zero bugs because, True. you know, with with trying to make things fast you're leaving the window open for error and so you know you need that time to have people come behind you check out those things and stuff like that so yeah i thought that was pretty funny when i heard about it i was like oh um facebook was really dramatic and now they've broken a few things and you know of course like people were complaining about the fact that where's my news and you know stuff like that so yeah. I think that's interesting, though. For a company like Facebook, I would imagine they would have a big enough team that they could do stuff like that on the fly. Because I know I've heard of plenty of other companies who, you know, like uh, companies that do, like, uh, 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 frequent um, pushes, you know, to code, like, you know, code changes, like, daily. And, you know, when you – it's funny because I went to a meetup and I heard somebody say, oh, yeah, we push code, like, you know, before lunch and after lunch. And, and you know, like, for somebody who uh, I came from – at the time, I came from a background where we push stuff, like, every week or every two weeks or something like that. And it was just, like – you know, you could sleep at night. You know, you could sleep at the end of the day after you pushed right. that, and you know everything was good. So it's kind of interesting to see that as big as they are, that they did that, and I guess it just shows that uh, everybody isn't perfect. True. Yep, and then too, like they, I mean, they're a large uh, company, but they also have a lot of different services that they're pushing out true, too. So. True. Definitely. That's definitely something to think about. I mine must be the oddball. I don't really use Facebook news like that. I do use Google's news feature, but I never really got into Facebook news. It seems like it's v- like very well organized and stuff. It's just it's not within like my muscle memory, or it's just like when I go to Facebook, I'm just not saying, "Hey, let's go to this news tab." Do you all use yeah. it? No, I don't. I don't actively use the news tab, but you know, I look at the articles that other people post. Mm-hmm. Um, very like, I'll go through and be like, oh, okay, uh, what happened? Because, I mean, I follow a couple, like, news outlets on my Facebook page. And so I'm like, oh, like, what happened in that area, you know, oh. type of thing. So I do that, but not just, like, actively, like, oh, let me go to this little, you know, little newspaper icon and see what's going on type of thing. But, yeah. Yeah, I've never used it. I, I thought the news was just watching all of your friends and family ran on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, but I'm like, <laughs> right. but yeah, I'm like you, JB. I like if if one of my friends posts something or reposts something, that's how I'm getting news from Facebook. But I never really directly go to that news tab. So interesting. Any other fine final thoughts on that, JB Clarence? Um, no, yeah, that's I all I got for that one. And 
and other I, news. I do have one more question. I'm going to play Clarence today. Ooh, ooh. Oh, you go play me. Let's just <laughs> another thing. Let's just some this no, but let's there was a good lesson learned there and that's the uh, policy or management is pushing you to to get something out in your Russian things. How do you all speak up to, uh, to your management and say, hey, we don't have enough time to do our practices or, or, or is it, I mean, do you burn the midnight oil or do you tell them like, hey, uh, we don't have enough time to go through our normal procedures to ensure that uh, this code is of quality and these changes are of, of high quality? So I feel like that's a, it can go either way. Um, and the reason I say that is because when it comes to a company that's as big as Facebook, you probably got to burn that midnight oil. It's like, I don't care how you do it, get it done. Um, and, you know, but when it comes to other companies, it's like, hey, do you, and it also, um, I know that wasn't a quick thought, but it also comes to what kind of customers do you have? Because some customers aren't willing to budge. Um, and they're like, hey, look, we gave you a deadline. That's it. And we want it by then. Like, you agreed to this, so we want it. Um, whereas others be like, well, I want the best product, too. So, you know, let's kind of meet in the middle, see how we can, you know, push this out, but not too far type of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like... Uh... I mean, when the uh, when when the funding pushes that uh, pushes that button, you know, depending on how big that bag is, uh, you know, you you just gotta uh, suck it up and just spend the night there, I believe. But I, I do think it, like as JB mentioned, it's all depending on your customers and you know, depending on the product that you're working on. I think if it is mission critical, I mean, just the the fact that you know pushing news changes is mission critical when there's so many other news outlets. I mean, I don't think. I, to me, that wouldn't be a a, a, a burn the midnight oil type of thing. But but then again, you know, it just depends on your leadership and, uh, like I said, the importance of, you know, how, you know, what's on the line here and, you know, what are you willing to give? All right. So in summary, JB and Clarence are saying that Mama said there's, there'll always be days like this. <laughs> she did. She definitely told me. Um, yeah. Just I am. And we just going to have to suck it up. Yeah, but I think, yeah, you definitely have to know the situation. And it shouldn't be anything. I guess the big thing is making sure, like, that's not a reoccurring thing to where you're always oh, yeah, getting definitely. pushed down. Um, yeah. these, so that could uh, end up in burnout. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and it it may also just require you to have that conversation on the back end. Like, right. all right, you know, after we did this, you know, um, you see the kind of, you know, cause and effect the situation had. And so um, if, it, if it was all good, they're going to be like, well, what do you mean? But, you know, if it, if it has a couple glitches, it's like, look, you know, we can kind of avoid these, you know, quote unquote embarrassments if you just give us the time to go through our complete development cycle and having people review and test properly and all those things. So, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine, uh, and I don't want to uh, drag this on any longer. Clarence, I would, I, yeah. Clarence, I'm playing oh. you so you don't have to play yourself. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just playing, but that was funny. No, I, <laughs> ouch. 
But uh, no, all I was gonna say is that uh, as JB mentioned, um, or I don't even think I remember what she said. Now you just just oh, uh, made me lose my thoughts. But no, um, you know, when you think of kind of like the nature of the beast. I would just imagine that you know these type of uh, scenarios would be built in. You know, like for a new company, yeah, I can imagine like you've done that before, where you know you have to make those uh, emergency changes, but. Um, and, you know, basically uh, uh, sacrifice something so that you get that done. But, you know, for a bigger company and, you know, for more seasoned uh, developers, I just imagine that that has to be padded into, you know, some kind of understanding. Great point. Great point, Clarence. That was needed to be said. It needed to be said. Yeah, that, that was a funny joke. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, JB. <laughs> Sir, you don't get to pat yourself on the back for your own. Did joke. I just That's do not that? You did. Oh, that was I'm funny the one that made the joke. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, JB. In other news, uh, President Biden uh, to press for $37 billion to boost chip manufacturing amid the shortfall. Um, this one, this one is, I'm excited for this one just because of the fact that, you know, due to this pandemic, there has been a major chip shortage because. Uh, production companies have just had to shut down due to the fact of, you know, the uncertainty of the coronavirus and things like that. And so, or, and once they did come back to work, it was, you know, limited staffing because of the fact that, you know, you have to take all these precautions for spacing and all that. And now this is hitting, you know, Bitty different uh, markets here in the U.S. So, like uh, your cell phones, laptops, cars, you know, all these different things. This is becoming a problem, and so um, I'm really excited about this one, just because of the fact that you know, th- one of their main points is how can we one possibly diversify our chip production um, that. Um, well, our chip buying because of the fact that of the entire market of chip sales, um, the U.S. buys 47% of that, but we only make 12% of that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and most of ours come from China. So it's like, all right, how can we diversify that so that we're not, you know, solely dependent on China for most of what we get? And how can we boost it here to do the proper research and development to produce more here in the States so that, you know, it's kind of a, um, we're going back to the FUBU age of for us, by us, for the U.S. by the U.S. uh, type of setup. And so, um, (laughs) so yeah, that, that is, you know, I like it. I'm really excited for that just because number one, it also produces a lot more jobs here in the U.S. for um, our workers and things. Thoughts? I mean, when I first... Oh, go ahead, Clarence. <laughs> go ahead. Was... I, I did. That was we JB's both... fault yeah. for not you... facilitating. We you guys, go next. You guys, are, you guys are so excited. I loved it. Right. No, go, ahead, like, no, you, go ahead, Clarence. You go first. You go first. No, Clarence, you... Yeah, I'll go, I'll go first, and then you, you clean up since you're the EE. <laughs> All right. You're the, the electric... <laughs> you're the electrical engineer... The computer, the computer engineer, the computer scientist. All right, but um, no, I mean, uh, it's all good. I think as far as uh, as far as 
Um, we all know we're still going through side effects of the previous year, and so we're we're kind of there's really no catching up. We're just trying to, uh, I guess, get in a stable place for that. So I I still I'm I'm fine with the hardware I have, but I'm pretty sure maybe this will. Um, I don't know if it'll lower prices or, or raise prices in the future, but I mean, it sounds like like a good thing. <laughs> and to our EE, Clarence. Well, I guess uh, my first thoughts is, uh, uh, you know, kind of hearing the numbers of what is outsourced. You know, when I first read it, I thought like, hey, why? How come we can't have uh, universities that are, you know, big in in uh, engineering? You know, have students use this as research to build chips, and then you know, you know, it's it is made here. You know, maybe they maybe they test everything out on campus, and then before you know it, you know, it's kind of like a mass production kind of thing. Um, and then secondly, you know, it, it did kind of remind me that uh, everything is run by a computer, so you know, we do kind of need these things. Uh, I know uh, a few of the uh, points when they were talking about the automakers, and uh, this was just kind of uh, a rant: is that you know we're in a pandemic, people aren't buying cars, so take those chips out and use them for something else. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they weren't I, buying cars. They're back to buying cars now. Oh, oh, Slowly but surely, but they're uh, back to buying cars. I know because that car. A lot of those car dealerships are making deals and saying, mm. "Hey, you can try this out for a whole year. Tell me how you like it." Hey, all I'm gonna say is the truck that I pass by every uh, every Friday going out and, and about, it's been sitting it's there since there. the pandemic started. So <laughs> that's a free chip. That's game. No. <laughs> oh, that's a free chip. What they're gonna do? Go take the truck apart? Yeah, take the take the computer out. <laughs> right. But yeah, I don't have. I mean. As a software guy, I don't have too much more to speak on this one. I can't. I don't have too much more to add. But it's it is uh, it is good to see. Well, not good to see. It it the lessons learned I have from it is basically, I mean, we're always adjusting. You can't always stay on the same path that you're on. So, I have to be able to pivot. <laughs> I feel like Terrence is on a real informational, you know, vibe tonight, and I actually like it. You know, where it's like the lessons for tonight is, yes, you yes. know, I I like it. You know. You I've been trying to do that from day one. I tried to no, do that from day one, but <laughs> well, maybe it's because of the fact that you're actually, you know, ending each piece with the lessons learned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no need to apologize. I actually like it. I'm, I'm not being funny this time. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so next up, we have uh, Spotify is allowing its staff to work from anywhere permanently. Mm. Um. I I would give you guys the background, but that kind of states it all. So I'm going to let Clarence go first because I know that this is one of his favorite things: is companies allowing people to work remotely. So I'm going to go is, ahead and give us your thoughts. I think this is big, and I I really believe that. Uh, and I know this isn't like the only company that has done it. You know, Twitter has done it, Salesforce has done it. Um, there's a couple other companies. You know, big name companies are also allowing it. And I mean, there are plenty other companies who've already kind of already jumped on that. And I said already too many times, but already jumped on that. Uh, you know, remote life uh, train. Um, and you know, just kind of getting rid of some of the the overhead. You know, of, of buildings and all of the maintenance and and such 
that comes with that. And, and so, you know, why not give your employees a chance to, you know, work within the, their own comfort, you know, uh, supply their own or at least pick their own uh, 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 setup so that they feel, you know, as pro- they feel as comfortable as they can to be as the uh, to be super productive in their own role. So, I mean, I think it's I think it's nice, and I think that we're going to start to see even more companies kind of go the same route because you know, again, you know, we've talked about it uh, in the last uh, news article how COVID has kind of changed things, and you know, I mean, uh, this isn't really related because you know. Uh, when you think about building chips, you think about warehouses and manufacturing, you know, those need people, those need bodies. But, you know, for all of us that are, you know, working at a desk and just, you know, sitting behind a screen, you know, we not we don't necessarily need to to be in the office. True, true. T-Man, thoughts? I have very strong opinions by this about this. So... Is this going to go ahead and segue into our topic? Facebook. Today? Yes, we're already, we're already in the topic. Segue, segue. I was like, I think, I think he's just going to go dive right into it. Facebook <laughs> are building um, physical locations for their employees to work at. Um, Amazon is building physical locations for their employees to work at. Apple <laughs> is building... <laughs> Physical locations for their employees to work at. So I do believe that our workforce and the makeup and the locations that we work at are going to have a remote component. But I do feel as though that we will always have some form a need for some form of in-person meeting and that there are some things that from a productivity standpoint, are harder to do from a remote standpoint. I think that we're max, we're learning to maximize or to become as efficient as possible from a remote standpoint. I do like uh, remote options and being able to uh, work from from um, um, in a remote position. But I do think, like every once in a while, you kind of need to meet up in person. And there, there are like a lot of uh, things that. You know, you miss out on when you don't, when you're not able to meet uh, meet in person. But I do think the option is great for certain positions. But I do have some concerns. I won't pour them all out here, um, but I'll give a tidbit. One of them is working up in the company. I do believe it might be a little bit harder to move up in a company if you're not able to meet the people in the lunch rooms or see the people by the water coolers and strike up a conversation and. Uh, impromptu meeting, not impromptu meetings, but just impromptu, impromptu, uh, impromptu uh, um, discussions on certain things. So those are a few of my concerns. I do like the fact that, hey, you know, the more you remove the uh, morning commute, um, you're able to re- uh, remove the afternoon commute. Um, you're able to do that <laughs> like day in and day out is a nice option. But I, but I do have some fears and concerns. So, Clarence, your your position is you're 100 percent ready to go 100 percent remote right now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sir. I am. He's basically I li- doing that. Yes. I like it. I like it a lot. But I feel well, like I would like the option to be in as well. JB, where do you stand? Let's set the playing field. So so I guess really quick though, don't JB. JB, where you stand? Don't don't, 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 don
I, I just yeah, we're already to, in the topic. Yeah, I mean, already today's that. topic for those who don't know is remote work. <laughs> thank you, since thank Clarence you, thank wants you, us to clearly you, state it, as we already you already asked him about a segue, and we just segged our way on through it. Um, just wanted to make sure that everybody knew. That's all for for my uh, preference in this. Um, so during the course of this pandemic, I've gotten a chance. I've had the chance to do both. Um, work from home all, like for a whole week, work in the office for a whole week, and do a hybrid option. Uh, for me personally, I like the hybrid option just because of the fact that, number one, I stay by myself. It's just me. I'm in a house. Hey, y'all, she been and, texting us, calling us all the time. Yeah, hey, Chris, what you doing? There's very limited engagement that happens when you live in a house by yourself and you're working from home all the time. And so I do like the fact of being able to work from home because of the fact that there's less distractions when it comes to, you know, a few episodes I said ago, I said, uh, you know, people coming to the desk, asking questions, having those conversations. Some of those conversations are needed. Some of them is like, you just took me from something really good and I lost my place. So now I might as well have this conversation with you, you know, type of thing. Um, and so, yeah, it just, it frees me up from that type of thing so I can really focus on what I'm doing. But I also like the office aspect because of the fact that, like Tan said, some things just work a little better. Well, for me especially, where it's like, especially when you're like throwing out ideas and things, I like to feed off people. Let's, you know what, let's actually get up to the whiteboard and have these, you know, let's draw it out type thing, uh, sessions and stuff like that. So for me, I like, you know, that balance. And I feel like it builds that camaraderie, as Terrence was alluding to earlier, where it's like, you know, there are certain things that you won't find out about a person if you only know them remotely. Because if you're if you only know them remotely, you're most people are only actively engaging because it's like, oh, we have a meeting. All right, well, let's get off this meeting. That's it. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Whereas when you're in the office, you get to see them, like Terrence said, at the water cooler, at the coffee. Uh, maker while you're going through the hallways and things like that. So you can be like, hey, didn't you talk about, you know, such and such project or such and such that you, you know, were having problems with? You know, maybe I can help you with it. You guys have that conversation. Then that conversation leads to, you know, something outside of work. And you build that friendship because when you build those friendships that, you know, it builds a bond that helps boost the morale within the workplace so that's basically how i feel about it i know that was very long and drawn out but i wanted to make sure my my point was you know solid let's make that was a great point jb let's make this interesting okay so you and i no no bets let's just make this interesting you and i are leaning towards hybrid the hybrid model Clarence, you're 100% all in for remote. Let's hear one con that you have for 100% remote work. Go. One con? Con. Uh, Yes. I would think the only one con to remote work is the environment that you work with. And what I mean by that is that uh, if you are in an environment that Uh, has accepted remote work, which, you know, basically comes with everything it entails with remote work, which is, you know, 
the need for flexibility for things popping up. I mean, even though you, you don't have those uh, random pop-ups like J, JB mentioned earlier with coworkers, you know, you're at home. So, you know, if you have kids, you have a dog, you got neighbors, you know, like that, like those type of things could pop up and kind of come up and happen. So what I mean, or at least to expand on my con is that when you work for a company remotely and they haven't fully accepted everything that comes with it, then you could end up being stressed out, always worrying if, you know, you uh, come across as available. Because there are some companies who, you know, you could put your uh, status and I don't know if you all use Teams or, you know, Skype mm -hmm. or any, you know, any kind of tool like that. But, you know, there are companies who don't care if you put it on away and, you know, they know that you're still working. But there are companies who, you know, you could have uh, uh, leadership say, you know, why does Clarence have his away thing his away status you know for months like has he been doing anything you know and that kind of thing so i think that's probably like the biggest con is mostly just falling on you know the company that you work for and how accepting they are to you know the whole remote life follow-up great response clarence follow-up clarence would you prefer your company to be as a whole to be 100 percent remote versus your company having 100% remote options, but there are also other people in those same or similar positions that are on a hybrid model or going into the office. Will you feel, dis um, will you feel like you're at a disadvantage versus the ones who are going into the office and management is in the office? Yes and no. And I think uh, it can be, it can work both ways. So again, this might step on what I just mentioned, you know, it depends on the environment that you're in. But, you know, if there are tools or there are ways of understanding what everybody is doing, I think you could still shine just as bright being at home that you can in the office. Sure, you missed that uh, 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 random, you know, water cooler talk with, you know, the, the guy in a different department, guy or girl in a different department. And, you know, you don't get that kind of interaction. But I think that like, if you're pushing to, if say for instance, your company has like, you know, one big repo and you're able to read, but maybe not make changes to what everybody else is doing. You still have a chance to see what is going on and be able to, you know, offer your expertise. Cause at the end of the day, you still have a role and you still have responsibilities. So, you know, with that, it's not like, you know, you're totally isolated and totally shut down because people still have some type of uh, uh, access to you. Okay. Well, so. well said. Well said, Clarence. JB, cons? On 100%. Yes. Um, or, any, uh, or any model that includes remote work. But I do want you uh, to, I would like you to speak on the 100% remote uh, work positions as so, well. So, um, one con, your work is always at home. Like, you know, when you go into the office, granted, some people, they, they have projects where it's like they do have to come home and do some things, but it's not always in the house. And, but with 100%, it's always there. So, like, if you're frustrated about something, guess what? Your family sees that frustration. And sometimes people can inadvertently take those frustrations out. And so, you know, and it may not be like in some super horrible bad way, but just in like, oh, your tone is horrible right now type of thing. And it's like, yeah, just, you know, trying to get this, you know, whatever it is figured out or whatever. 
Um, so I see that as being a bad thing, um, a potential bad thing, not a always bad thing. Um, getting out of the house um, more often, just because of the fact that um, it shows a lot right now in the pandemic, just because of the fact that, you know, everybody's working from home and you just, it's like, I don't know if I want to go out because I don't know if I'm, you know, going to expose myself or what, what have you. Um, and so with that, a lot of people are just, you know, kind of stuck in the office at their house or their kitchen table or wherever their setup is. And that's where they're working from all day long. Um, unless they're like Clarence where he gets out for a morning walk and a lunch walk and an afternoon walk. Um, <laughs> Just, yeah, just, trying to walk um, off these. Yeah, pounds. I definitely think. Yeah, I definitely think remote from home or like remote work uh, without the pandemic is is actually a nicer option for is is a nicer option from sure. You can go to coffee spots, libraries, yeah. random other places, park benches, um, and then work but from wherever. You you also have to think about um, trying to work from the park. It's great internet access you have to you know figure out how you're going to do that you can use your phone as your hotspot. oh no you're balling you got the service the mobile service where it's just you, you're good you're yeah good. so you you have to figure out all those things um i don't know thirty dollars a month, forty dollars a month. um <laughs> yeah but sometimes those things you know have spotty coverage and stuff like that so you you have to think about all those things and um even if you're going to the library guess what you're still stuck inside um so me saying stuck inside doesn't isn't just limiting you to your home, but it's just the lack of light, um, essentially. Your office lets you, you work for outs- your office is outside at work. See, I knew you were coming with that. Even though <laughs> even if you go to work, you're in the office, you still you it's have that commute, you know commute right? and things that you don't like. Some people like that time because it gives them time to think and you know it separates them from the home life and the work life and that's their limbo period where, you know, it's just, all right, I get to do something I want to do before, you know, it's interrupted by this or this. Um, not great. That's for people who have families at home. For me, my free time is not interrupted because when I come home, it's like, oh, I can still do whatever um, unless Clarence calls. Um, but that's me here, not there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of one of the biggest cons I see. What's your take, team man? What's your con? Um, the only con that I have not already stated that I think is is worth mentioning is just when you when you're depending on others. So a lot of times with 100% remote work or 100% remote companies, sometimes you're depending on somebody from a different time zone. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. that could be one hour, two hours, three hours away. Sometimes it's several hours uh, away, yeah. and so um, that 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 portion. Um, takes a little bit of getting used to. So um, your things that if you're depending on people within the office, um, you know, you get that thing same day, maybe next day. Um, Now those things are like automatically like the next day, like the task that could be done in the office same day is like now three days, just because like you sent them something, they went to them when they get to their time zone, they get it back. Oh, what about this? Ask question. It goes back. Then it's another day. Then it's another like. Then so like a one day thing can potentially become a three day thing. Um, so, yeah. uh, and it's all and it's all just a different mindset. So you just have to take that into account. But I'm very very 
I love hearing how different companies and um, management and uh, different uh, developers are taking on the challenge of being able to work remote because like within the open source community, this has already been done. Like most mm -hmm. open source, uh, big open source projects have a global presence where, you know, that that's, that's how they work and operate. So I think I would potentially, I would potentially consider it, but I, I wouldn't go into like a hundred percent work role. Me personally and saying like, Oh, this is just going to be great. But I think it just would take me some getting used to for sure. Um, I, yeah. I've worked in the hybrid model and I, I do like the hybrid model. And I love the days where I'm like working from home because I don't always get pulled in as much as I would um, in the office. So that is like working from home is like the days where I can get, you know, stuff done without being um, as distracted. Like, oh, we know where Terrence sits. Let's go. <laughs> Let's just go. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. So that is. And also just the fact that, you know, um, you kind of almost got there where you're like, we know where Terrence sits, so let's go. Where it's like, there are certain tasks that come up where your management is like, you know what, let's go to Jasmine and, you know, give it to her. Well, if I'm not in the office, a lot of times those tasks get sent to someone else. And right. it's one of those tasks where it's not like in your main field of view of what you're doing on a day to day. And so it's going to deviate you from that. And so um, a lot of times you're like, some of those are welcome because it's like, oh yeah, I get, I'm frustrated with this. So let me go to that. Other times you're like really in a groove and it's just like, that's not even a fun task to do. And now, you know, I have to do it. So working from home, it's like, you don't get hit with those random tasks that often. Right. Um, so yeah, I do like that. Cause I mean, a couple of days ago I got back into the office and it was like, oh yeah, we were looking for you. It's like, oh, okay. I was like, don't worry, we, we took care of it even better. Exactly. Um, so, exactly. yeah. I guess my only thing with that, though, is I feel like companies that have been 100% remote or have, you know, built their business on a remote model, I think they still get those things. I think that, like, for companies who have just transitioned, I think that, like, because of the unknowns, I think that there has been some, you know, like a little bit of, I guess, muddy water on how to, like, handle stuff like that. But I, I really, I know uh, a guy who works 100% remote, and he still gets, you know, you know, sideswiped for stuff, you know, and that's just because that's the, the the nature of their business is that, you know, they have people, you know, and, you know, here, there, you know, pretty much everywhere. So I think that like, you know, they're really big on staying connected through messaging and, and that kind of thing. So uh, I, I guess I just think that if, if your company is brand new to it, you know, all of it's going to be kind of weird because you not only, you know, you have people that you're working with who never, ever worked remote. So they don't know, like, you know, uh, I guess uh, uh, the I wouldn't even say rules and, you know, regulations, but, you know, like they're trying to understand how it all works, you know, for them because they are used to that, you know, office lifestyle where it's like, you know, if you do need to ask a question, like you would get up and I mean, that that's a pro, I guess, when you're in the office, because if you needed just to walk away, I know I've had people walk to me and they're like, never mind. Like I figured it out on my walk here, you know, and I mean, you know, I guess if I was, you know, being remote there, they could have messaged me in, in that same time frame that would have taken them to understand what they needed before they got to me. You know, now they've like, you know, instantly like asked me. So it's like they didn't even get that, that chance anymore. No, I can yeah. just go for a walk outside. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. 
So yeah, and then like you said, Clarence, and there's a whole bunch of creative ways. I think one uh, good instance, um, Kelsey Hightower, the big uh, Kubernetes guru from uh, Google, they he he posted a tweet where he basically he said, you know, how many virtual events could uh, be replaced with uh, just a curated YouTube video playlist, right? So having that out there, so. Mm-hmm. Right. So where, you know, depending on where, regardless of what time zone you're on, you know, you're all up is uh, what they call VODs or video on demand. It's just there <laughs> ready for your right. company yeah. um, to consume. And it could be one of those things where, you know, if before a meeting, when, like if we are having people from different time zones in a meeting, we want to make sure everyone's prepared. Hey, go through this video playlist that we're going to meet um, to discuss. So there's no prep prepping in the meeting. There's it's all. You're all ready to to meet while you're there. So um, I think, like you said, Clarence, I think those who have been uh, 100% remote definitely probably have a lot of those kinks ironed out to where, you know, you're not the the negatives that we're speaking on probably maybe are not um, not as big of a deal as we're making it for sure. So we are um, running a little low on time. So we'd hit the cons really hard. Anyway, everyone want to state kind of what their pros are? For uh, remote work, I'll start uh, with you, JB, since we know Clarence will go crazy with the pros for, for right. remote. Uh, Where do I so, start? My scroll just starts falling. Right. So the pros that I put was you don't have to go through that uh, the rat race of a commuting because um, granted there are people who commute like me is fifteen minutes, and there's other people whose commute is like an hour plus. Um, no one told you to live that talk in your job. You pick your job based on where you live or vice versa. Right. Because uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I did. Um, and um, <sighs> you get less uh, work interruptions. <laughs> you get less work interruptions. Um, now, granted, um, I did the opposite of that when it came to a con, was that you get more home interruptions when you're working from home. Um, and on the company side of things, they could possibly save money on their space. Um, even though Terrence talked about, you know, Facebook and Amazon buying spaces for their people, um, companies can buy spaces, but they can also figure out ways to use them differently than being complete and total office space with a bunch of desks and a bunch of computers sitting there. And so um, if it's possible for companies to save money, the way businesses work, they they like to save money where they can. And so, um, yeah, with a lot of these companies that are, you know, jumping on the bandwagon of, yeah, let's go full remote. I can see this as being a way for them to be like, hey, you know, that, that huge space that we had, let's go ahead and knock that down to like, you know, a third of what it was because we have all these people that are going to work from home. So, yeah. Great point, JB. Clarence? Uh, so I guess the first one that I have for sure is that, uh, you know, I think worker remote opens up so many new opportunities that it allows people to work for pe- work for companies that they've always dreamed of without having to make that sacrifice of moving to, you know, a said area. I know, uh, I know a while back there was, or it's always been like that talk about how, you know, the West Coast is so expensive to live and, you know, people are getting paid wages that, you know, can afford it. And, you know, you think about like how much that saves uh, uh, people if they can stay, you know, local and also still be able to provide, you know, economic 
uh, 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 benefits to their own, you know, hometown versus always having to shift to move somewhere and, you know, kind of boost that, that, that subset. Um, another thing is that, you know, the flexibility, uh, I think that like, you know, you don't have to, when you, when you work remote, you know, you don't have to account for that time. Like if you have appointments, you know, and stuff like that, like you're rushing from appointment to work and stuff like that, you know, you can kind of build that into your day-to-day schedule when things pop up at home, you know, it's less of a, a, a hassle when you're already there, you can kind of go ahead and take care of it versus like, uh, having that stress of, you know, you're at work, something happens with your family, and now you have to, you know, jet home, and hopefully you could get there in time enough, depending on, you know, the, how serious the matter is. Um, and I guess, like, overall, I think, like, I, I know personally I have uh, grown a huge interest in desk tours and, uh, you know, watching a ton of, you know, uh, software developers who do work remote, you know, full time and just kind of seeing like that lifestyle of, you know, the office is cool. Don't get me wrong. I've done it for uh, eight, ten years now and, and I loved it and I'm a huge social butterfly. But at the same time, it's just like I do think that like I remember when I bought my home, it was times where I was just like, man, I just sleep and eat there. Like, I don't, you know, I don't really get a chance to, to enjoy it. And so now I think you actually get a chance to uh, 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 um, invest in your own and just kind of like, again, build that environment that makes you productive and makes you be able to complete your job, you know, without even having to leave the home. So, and, uh, you know, they keep saying that emissions are bad. So, hey, say. <laughs> Save, save, uh, save, save our ecosystem. Yeah, save the planet. Stay at home. Uh, and I mean, did you really? Did, did you really pull that one? Save no. the planet. Stay yeah. at home. Yeah, save the yeah. planet. I mean, there's but there's you're gonna ton- go drive to go fishing. Yeah, probably. But I mean, there's there's tons there's tons of pros, you know. And I could go all day. And I, and I know we didn't list all the cons and and, and such. But I I do think overall, I, I do believe that uh, we are as we grow in technology and as we uh, um, you know keep going off into the future, that I believe that you know we've already you know we've needed to be remote before you know before now and this was definitely that push as jb mentioned you know companies are spending a lot of money on uh different things when it comes to buildings and there are a lot of companies that are leasing buildings too so if this is a way to you know save them money i don't see why uh um what is the need for you know the lavish office life anymore I'm sold, Clarence. All right, let's do it. Remote work. I'm I'm sold. No, I'm, just... <laughs> I'm not. Sold. Yeah, no, but those are all great points. Those are all great points. So for me, I think you all really stated all the pros I had. Um, I love the flexibility, the new opportunities to be able to work in location, and and you know sometimes, especially if you have a spouse, they might be bound to that location, and you might want a job that's uh, in California or in Texas or somewhere even across that's, um, their headquarters is, you know, overseas, but Hey, if, if they have remote work, you can be a part of that company. And so that does, that would, that gets you thinking, you know, so, um, open, opening up doors, I'm, I'm always for that. So I do like that about it. And the fact that, you know, you get your home office set up and you can, you know, kind of train your mind to say, Hey, this is work, you know, um, get the office outside of the same same room as your bed as your bedroom and you know and kind of get in that mindset so i i can see it being uh, definitely a beneficial option so um we are running low on time jb clarence any final thoughts i guess 
those were those were pretty final thoughts. I say let's leave those, it there. Those were good. Those are solid. Those, were, those, those are solid. Those were solid. Yep, yeah, those were solid. All right, you all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Devs Like Us podcast show. You know, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to give us a thumbs up uh, and make sure you subscribe. You know, that's one of the best ways that you can support this uh, channel is to subscribe and also uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and a great give us a great comment as well so uh, we can make sure that we can uh, give you a shout out. So thank you all for listening. Um, stay safe out there. See you next time. My name is Terrence. Thanks. Hey, All right, y'all, we're out.